spirit leading this realm There's a God up in heaven, that's a devil in hell There's a mother, she's crying, cause her babies are dying And the father in jail, with a son by his side But our father, he loves us, unlike any of us Gave his only beloved, 316 on the cross I know where you're going, if you live in that light Don't be perfect among us, but in the dark we are light Spreading the news If you live in a lie You ain't gonna die with the truth This is Matt and Mom Live It's real, it's raw, it's relevant The show is about the topical, the conversational But most importantly, the purposeful We hope to develop and distribute hope to the broken We pray that this show blesses you today All right, we're back at it again. This is Matt and Mom Live. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant. We go back and forth topically, conversationally, but most importantly, purposefully, that we may develop and distribute hope to the broken out there, that we may offer encouragement to the discouraged, that we may offer God's comfort to those who are uncomfortable in the midst of their circumstances. I believe that everybody goes through something at some point or time. It's what we do in the midst of those things. It's how we respond to those adversities that really sets the tone for the remainder of our life. And, and then the, the, at the end of the day, the resolve has to be on knowing who God is and who he says we are. And at the end of that day, if I can put my head on the pillow knowing that God is good and that he calls me his child, then no matter what I'm going through, I can hopefully see it differently. So I'm only starting off that way, Mom, because the past two podcasts, we began the new year. We talked about the adversities that have struck our family personally as we entered that new year. We backtracked all the way to my sentencing day, which was most recently January 7, 2010, and all this time has passed. We talked about having an unbreakable resolution to be resolved in our words or the commitments we made, not because we are we are so strong in ourselves no but because we kept god's word and if you keep god's word he enables you empowers you to keep your words it's it's the word integrity when you have integrity in your heart if you say something you're going to do what you say and then we talked recently about what is the the most important thing we can offer to the listener what like what what do you do there's so much going on how how do i follow through with my resolutions and my commitments and we just we pounded home the idea and the discipline of being in the word of god Having a devotional time. Putting your time in with God. Putting your time in with God. And then we're going to go today into a, a direction of seemingly, and many people have said this to you, Mom. They've said it to me, that what I'm doing today personally, Matt Mayer, I'm the team leader of a student ministry at church. I'm also taking over the adult fellowship midweek service. I'm the teacher midweek at a very th- large and thriving church in Ocean City, New Jersey. I'm a state farm funded speaker on a circuit throughout the tri-state area. I'm an independent contractor, which is a speaker on behalf of the Be Still Foundation. That's our foundation, Mom. That goes all over the country, wherever the message needs to go. I, I respond to it. I'm an author. I've written multiple books. We have a publishing company. We're doing a podcast. We're going to be developing a Roku TV channel very soon. And the list goes on. So, wow, that just all happened in one day, huh? All in one day. And Boy, aren't you lucky. It just got thrown onto your lap. All luck. (laughs) I know, because I hear that all the time. Like, wow, things really worked out for you. Yeah. Which, so first of all, it undermines. slaps God right in the face. Sure. If we even thought it had anything to do with you or anything that we've done as a family, 
I I literally want to just lay prostrate on the ground sometimes. Seriously, just to go, oh my God, thank you for your grace and your mercy and your favor and your faithfulness in spite of us. Sure. So please hear that, in spite of us, because we are nobody special. And I get from people all the time that you kind of had the easy road right. to this. Yeah. I, I get I feel I sense it, people and, and I you know, I don't take anything from it except goodness, you, you have no idea how awesome God has been through some very hard and difficult times. And Paul says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. But by the unmerited favor, the charis is the word, the spiritual favor of God, I am what I am. It's because of God I am who I am today. And the grace of God, he says, was with me, right? But then he also trans- he transitions into a thought saying, yeah, you know what? I labored more abundantly than all my contemporaries, all my peers, all my classmates, all my teammates, all the people that were around me in, in the same circumstances or the people that were out in their own circumstances. I labored more abundantly than they did. And then he says this, comma, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. So in that verse alone, you hear God's sovereignty and man's responsibility. Now, he understands I'm responsible for my own life's development, yet then again, God's the one that empowers me and equips me to even develop. So it's not me at all. It's God's grace. So, But in that process, I'm leaning in on God. I'm partnering with him in this process. I'm being responsible for my own life, but then I'm trusting that he's the one with the power to develop my life. So this didn't happen overnight, Mom. This was day by day, one day at a time, for close to five years in isolation, in hell on earth, in a very chaotic environment, leaning in on my faith, learning more about my God and his character. And even when things got a little bit shaky, um, unstable around me, every time I leaned back in on the word of God, things were stabilized around me. So the work was in the preparation. It was in the training. Every athlete knows, hey, I played basketball in high school, was pretty good point guard, went on to play pro soccer um, as a soccer player. But both sports, I can give athletic analogies. I could talk about how can you be so composed at the end of a game when the entire arena is yelling, you're only one point behind, and there's only a couple seconds left on the clock. You're the one on the foul line. You got – wait. I had two of you that were always on the foul line under pressure situations, but they used to say you had ice in your veins. I would be, as a parent, oh, my gosh, he's got to make the shot, but you always looked unnerved. Unmoved. Composed, but that wasn't because I no, had ice in my veins. Yeah, unnerved. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, but now explain why. Well, what people didn't see was in practice, we were required to sit on that line, stand on that line, and take the foul shots over and over and over and over. And I never took that lightly because I knew that I would probably be the one with the ball in my hand in the game, in the pressure situation. So I took those times understanding, hey, this is all about not only discipline, but form. What am I going to do on that day, even though there's going to be hundreds of people surrounding you, the pressure's going to be on, am I still going to be able to hit that shot? And what I learned was, because I was prepared, because I had learned the motion of it, now you're in the game, you just do fluently what you did in private. So I'm doing now, let me just, let me say, I'm doing now publicly today, whether it's speaking, whether it's writing, whether it's counseling, I'm doing this publicly because I have spent time doing it with Jesus privately sort of reminds me of a story in the bible could it be joseph yeah joseph (laughs) joseph comes out how many years was it 14 13 years 13 years of taking as a slave when he was 17 yeah up and down into different scenarios all bad 
But then he comes out as the uh, second to Pharaoh. And can you imagine what people were like, wow, how did he get to that position? Right. You know? Now, now the, beauty, the beauty of that is he had dreams personally, and he was able to hold on to those dreams, even going through it, when the, the world around him, the circumstances around him were trying to kill his dreams. He something We don't know this, but I believe he kept reminding himself, God, what about these dreams? And that was enough faith for him to keep going day by day. And it got worse. His situation got worse. It didn't get better as time went on. Now, I equate those dreams into what God has spoken into the Word of God. There are dreams. If I can hold on to those dreams, even when I'm going through it, no matter if it gets worse, I can keep going just for that day. And I, was, I, I can imagine day by day, Joseph just began serving. He began doing out of himself, because that's where it was, out of himself, what he knew God wanted him to do. Serving unto God in spite of man. And I, I think that's an important thing for us to remember, because oftentimes we get caught up when we're serving, expecting something back. But if we're doing it for a higher purpose, and because God has gifted us or enabled us to use our gifts and talents in a certain way, then we don't get discouraged if things don't work out. We just keep keeping on because God's word is in us. So with Joseph, and, and even with you, Matt, watching you through all those years, and I can attest to it, I don't think there was a time you ever, ever came out in the visiting hall without having a big, giant smile on your face, a light in your eyes, and something to share about all that God was teaching you. You basically never were like, oh, can't wait i have another 10 months i have another two years never talked about when you were getting out those guys were heavy it was all what guys were heavy saying people that had that mentality oh, of, oh man. they were heavy and you know what can i just say this for those of you out there listening when you're heavy you will weigh on the whole family that's visiting you mm -hmm. so word to the wise i say this all the time to the guys i write to in prison matt i say hey whatever you're bringing out there to your parents to your wife if you're not bringing out the countenance of God, you're weighing them down. And so with that being said, you were planting and making the best of each day with fellowship with God, regardless of your surroundings. And so that's how you talk about having peace and chaos. Taking root where God plants you. And yeah, he may plant you in um, what looks like unfertile soil, but he gives you the nutrients. He nourishes where he plants his seeds. And think about Joseph being planted as a slave being taken into Egypt. So it was like God was setting the stage for what Joseph didn't know, what nobody knew, for what would happen years later. What was being unfolded before Joseph's eyes was God's divine design. Now imagine if I can see where I am right now, no matter what it looks like, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a dream, financial stress, um, relational um, upheaval, yeah, anything. But say, this is God's divine design to do something that I can't see now, but I know because he's good, he will eventually accomplish later. Hey, that might be the exact hope you need in the moment to get past the moment. Now, planted as a slave, moved into Egypt, it doesn't stop there. As a slave, because he had God with him, and it means that he was also with God, he spent time with God, God began to prosper the way Joseph did business, the way Joseph served. He, would, he found favor with um, the house that he was in, what happens? Well, he he becomes a... <laughs> drawing a blank. Come on, woman. 
Yes, Joe's he's in Potiphar's house. Okay, so he's made the head of the whole. Well, he's a slave in Potiphar's house, but he was he was, he was a slave the head in, of the whole household. Yeah, he though. had a lot of authority, just like in prison. Um, everybody's an inmate, but certain inmates find themselves doing certain positions because the the COs, the corrections officers, can trust them. They're the ones transferring paperwork, which means they can open the paperwork and read it, which mm-hmm. you know how to do. But because they're trusted, hey, they're going to get a little bit more privileges and a little bit more favor. He, they got integrity. Joseph had integrity. He's now in a position of authority as a slave. Plus, he's not living in the dungeon anymore. So imagine yeah, he, he's in a different environment. Well, I'm sure he was. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure the slave quarters still weren't that nice. Well, they've got to have improved from where he was. I think he just had more um, from the cellar, mobility. From the cellar to the next floor. Anyway, go ahead. It's not the point, but life yeah, well, was life was getting a little better. A little better. Um, still stripped away from his family. Still missing them. Can't be that good. You're still locked up. You're still a slave, even though you find favor. And the, the Potiphar's wife takes a liking to him. And he, because he has integrity in his heart, he wants to do the right thing. He doesn't want to sin against God. And I think he might have been... Uh, according to worldly standards, had every right to respond to the enticement. Like, man, finally on my break, um, I'm sold by my family, I'm a slave, and now the, the wife of my boss is coming on to me. I think many men would succumb to that. That's a hard temptation. But it says in the Bible that he, he didn't. He didn't even listen to her. He ran, in fact, when she went to grab him. And she holds on to his robe and then she feels slighted. She's a woman scorned and she accuses him of a rape. And then she provides the cloth that she had, that, which was Joseph's, and says, he tried to force himself upon me and I screamed. And now Potiphar is forced to action. This is his favorite slave. The reason why his house had been blessed, he understood, was because of Joseph. Now he has to do something. According to the law, the slave would have been executed. So we know something was going on within Potiphar where he probably didn't believe his wife. She may have pulled this stunt before. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of just filling in the gaps of scripture. He probably knew Joseph's character. He knew Joseph's character. He probably said, there's no way this boy did that. So what did he do? He sent him to a different prison. So now he, he's in the, basically the capital prison. And in this prison, again, he's going backwards. You're going backwards. Yet all along, it's God's divine design to bring him closer to the dream, the dream that he had years before. He spent a majority of his time in this prison. Again, he began serving. He met people. He began to interpret dreams, saying, hey, I don't know I don't know if this is of me, but God can interpret. And he begins to give God's interpretations of these dreams. The dreams come true for these two particular men. One was a cupbearer. One was a butler. Uh, the butler was restored. No, the butler was executed, right? And the cupbearer was restored to his duties as Joseph interpreted. He says to the cupbearer, hey, remember me when you get out. Cupbearer gets out. Forgets all about him. And Joseph's left in prison for another 10 years at that point. And then, or maybe maybe two years. Please forgive me. It, uh, the account's not in front of me. It's in my head. Um, several years go by, nonetheless. And now one day, the, the Pharaoh himself is being troubled with, with dreams. You know the story. And it took one day for that Pharaoh to find out who can interpret dreams, and they, they recommend Joseph. And it's at that point where the cupbearer says, I remember a young man who was in prison with me who could do this. In one day, everything changed. But here's the thing. It, because Joseph had worked for those exactly. 12 years and 11 months before. It wasn't one day. 12 years and 11 months before, preparing his heart, being disciplined, trusting God, having faith, 
living with integrity, being resolved to serve in spite of other people and even in spite of himself, in spite of his circumstances, not in one day. It was in one day that he was called to answer for the 11, 12 years of preparation. And, and it's like a 10-second runner, Mom, in a marathon. Or not a marathon, a 10-second runner in, in, in whatever it's called, the Olympics. The 10, yeah, 10-second 10 sprint. And the runner that wins those 10-second sprints and becomes the world champion and sets the world record, he didn't win it in those 10 seconds. He won it in the previous years of training and discipline and sacrifice that brought him there. So we only see the two minutes of the boxing on TV, right? Mm-hmm. We see the two minutes and he knock, the guy knocks somebody out and now he is the, the light heavyweight champion of the world and he wins the huge purse, millions of dollars. And people say, wow, I can do that. And you go, what? You don't know what he's been doing in private outside the ring so the highlight or the spotlight falls upon the man when he's in the ring but what does it take to even get to that position exactly and that's what people don't think about they just see the immediate and they don't realize all the preparation that goes in and with god he is so faithful to continue to grow us into a um a mighty oak if we're willing you know so Right, which doesn't happen overnight. Doesn't happen overnight. Mushrooms happen time. overnight. <laughs> Mushrooms. That's Mushrooms good. happen overnight. Oak oak trees take 50, 60, sometimes 100 years yes. to, to develop. Mm-hmm. So that's what God is in this for. He's in it for the long run with us. He's so faithful in spite of us. doesn't matter where you're at. Currently, you can begin today. Throw away that quit option. Decide to only see God. And even if you can't see God, most recently the analogy was God can see you. You might not be able to see him. But he can see you. And because he can see you, I can just trust a little bit more that if God Almighty sees me, even though I'm going through it, he has to have a plan for me. And yes, it may take months, it may take years to come to fruition, but he needs us to be steady, preparing ourselves for when that time comes. So we are at that time again. we got about a couple minutes. We're trying to keep them to about 20-minute segments, just very short and sharp, condensed, and, and hopefully potent enough to get you through whatever you're going through. We kind of try to be very vague when we're dealing with your circumstances because everybody's circumstances look different. I can offer what my circumstances look like for that amount of years, what they look like today. Mom, you can offer in, in very – personal details what your circumstances look like as a mother as a wife and and the things that have happened to you and and but we could both sit here and say that all these things that have happened to us they didn't happen to us in god's economy they happened for us and that little change of word not happening to you happening for you again can be enough for you to see what you're going through differently and at the end of the day that's really all it is how one person can look out a prison barred cell and see the beautiful sky, see the stars and the lightness of, of God's creation. And that another person come to that same cell window and see the mud below the cell and be complaining. Well, what gives? What happened there? Well, it's their perspective. Both had different mindsets, yet both were locked up in the same circumstance. So it is possible to find the very hope that God wants you to find in the middle of your circumstances. It is possible to have peace in the most chaotic of places. It is possible to love the unlovable. It's possible to have the comfort of God, even though you feel discomforted by the world around you. It is possible. 
The Bible says with God all things are possible. But in order to have those verses, those truths, those words ingrained into your spirit, you must spend time with God in his word. For three episodes now, over the past several weeks, Mom, people are making New Year's resolutions. We've highlighted that idea. So hopefully by now, you're getting the point that it is in God's word where the unbreakable resolution is birthed. And it's out of his word where your life can begin to follow. And I'm telling you, that is as good as done. It is finished, Jesus said on that cross. And it's from victory that you begin today. We close all shows reminding you that the clearest testimony you have isn't the one you're sharing verbally for people to hear. It's the one you're living visually for people to see. Why? Because you may be the only Bible somebody reads. And more importantly, the foundational verse of where we stand and why we can rest is be still. Be still and know that God is in control. Psalm 46.10 Thank you for tuning in. God bless. Christ.